to come and, and behold the beauty of Jesus, it's this. Sunday morning with the, with the gathered body on the morning that Jesus rose from the dead in line with our brothers and sisters throughout thousands of years of history and all around the world in many different cultures and languages coming together to this time to hear from you. What a privilege. What an honor. Thank you, God, for bringing us here. So many things could have kept us from being here this morning. And you wove together relationships and circumstances and opportunities to get each one of us individually here this morning. None of us are here by accident. And you have something that you want to do in us this morning. And we praise you and thank you for that. Would encourage you if you have anything that's heavy on your heart this morning. Any fears, pain points, suffering that you're bringing in this morning, I just encourage you to, to lay those down at the feet of Jesus and just pray to yourself right now and ask the Lord to, to take and to carry these heavy burdens that you bear. I encourage you to call to mind the many ways that God has blessed you. Maybe it's your family, your kids, grandkids. Maybe it's your, your job, the Lord's provision for you, your, your home, your car, your friendships, this church. Call to mind the, the things that God has blessed you with and just to yourself, give him praise and thank him. For showering your life with blessing. Lord, I'm particularly thankful this morning for all the kids that are in here in service with us. We pray that you would continue to bless them. And that the families of this church would make a, a generational impact for your kingdom. Thank you for allowing us to participate in your work. What a privilege to, to go to work with dad and extend the gospel through our families and through our relationships. We thank you for bringing us in, for, for calling us by name, for, for forgiving our sins and for sending us out on mission. And we pray that this morning would be an encouragement and would be a catalyst to a life that is committed to you Monday through Sunday as we leave here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, this weekend, something unexpected happened. My family and I, we did the unthinkable. We did the unimaginable. We did the highly regrettable. And we adopted a cat. I know. After, after all these years of mocking all you cat owners, I am now a cat owner myself. And I'm proud. I'm proud of being a cat owner. I've been a cat owner for one day, and I'm proud. We didn't get this cat to 
get fat on the couch. We got this cat to do what, what God created cats to do, to hunt, to live outside and hunt rodents. And that's what our cat is going to be trained to do. It's going to be a cold, hard killer. You got to understand, cats are just like miniature tigers, which is actually pretty cool. Look at how far I've come, Megan, defending cats. And as we adopted this cat, we signed some adoption papers. We bought her a little collar, and we gave her a new name, Lego Storm. Lego Storm. Thank you, Shepard, for the name. Lego, short for Legolas, Storm, because we, we got her and it was storming outside, I guess. And friends, these things, adoption papers, a collar, a new name, signify something. They signify that this cat now belongs to us. She has a new identity, a new family, a new name. And friends, this morning, we have the great privilege of participating in a much, much more significant adoption ceremony. We get to behold the sign and the ceremony of adoption that is baptism. Just as our cat has these adoption papers and a collar and a, and a new name to confirm to the world that, that she belongs to us, so baptism confirms to us as individuals and to the world that we belong to God. Baptism isn't what saves you or makes you belong to God any more than my wedding ring makes me married, but it does signify to that new relationship. Baptism signifies that we have been adopted, that we are identified with Jesus and he with us, that we have a new identity, a new family, and a new name. Let me read to you Matthew 28, 18 to 20. You've heard it before, it's probably familiar, but I hope it hits you with a new significance this morning. Jesus came and said to them, that is his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Baptism symbolizes many things. We get down into the water and it, and it symbolizes that we've been delivered through the waters of God's judgment. Like Noah was delivered through the flood. Like the people of Israel were delivered through the Red Sea. And now we are delivered through the, the, the wrath of God in and through Christ. It symbolizes that we have been washed, washed clean of our sin and made holy. It symbolizes our, our union in the, in the death and, and burial and resurrection of Jesus. And we could spend time reflecting on all of those things, but this morning I just want to briefly draw your attention to one word that I hope hits you with a renewed significance this morning. Consider again verse 19. Baptizing them in the name 
of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That one word is name. In the name of the Trinitarian God. Throughout scripture, names are everything. They convey one's uniqueness, one's identity, their, their heritage, their, their family inheritance, their position in society. And to be identified in and by the name of another person was to be covenantally bound to them. We get a sense of, of kind of what that means when a, when, a, when a wife takes on the name of her husband or when children take on the name of their parents. To be baptized in the name of the Trinitarian God is to be identified with God and for God to be identified with you. It is to be welcomed into his family with all the blessings and the privileges therein. It communicates to us and to the world that from eternity past, before any of us ever existed, there was the Father, the good and loving Father. And he made a plan to pursue you and to adopt you into his family. And that the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, purchased your adoption, made your adoption possible, qualified you for adoption in his perfect life that you could never live, in dying the death that you deserved to clear you of guilt, and to resurrect from the dead, conquering your greatest enemies of Satan, sin, and death who had enslaved you, setting you free in order that you might share in his sonship and receive his inheritance forever and no matter what. And that the Holy Spirit now comes to dwell in your hearts as a seal of your new identity, empowering you over time to become who you really are, a son or a daughter of God. To be baptized in the name of God is to belong to him. I want to show you one more thing. Jesus gave us an inside scoop of what this looks like from God's perspective in his own baptism. Matthew writes in chapter 3, when Jesus was baptized, picture this. He came up out of the water and behold, the heavens were rent open. And he saw the spirit of God descending upon him like a dove and coming to rest on him. And then he heard a voice from heaven, the voice of the Father, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Phoebe, where you are, there you are. Peter. Lars. Phil. When you go down into the water, you demonstrate that you are united in Christ's death, that his death is your death. When you come up out of the water, you demonstrate your union in his resurrection, that you've been given a new resurrection life. And when you stand there with the water dripping down your face, you demonstrate that you have received the blessing of sonship and daughterhood in God's family. Not because you've earned it, not because you deserve it, but because God 
in his sovereign love has set his name upon your life. Phoebe, Peter, Bill, Lars, I love you guys. And I'm so excited for you to receive this sign of adoption. And I pray for you that as you, as you go on throughout life and you make mistakes and you sin, which you will, and when you're afflicted by doubt, which will come, and when life gets hard and the days get dark, which it will, that you could look back on today as a shining reminder of who you belong to, that you belong to God, and God will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So for the rest of you who have trusted in Jesus, the rest of you who are in Christ, the rest of you who have been baptized, man, I hope that this is a, a powerful reminder to you of your baptism, that as you see them get baptized, you would remember God's faithfulness to you and that you would reflect on the fact that you sit here today with faith that you sit here today still a son a daughter why because God has been faithful to you he's been faithful to your baptism he's kept his promise and he'll continue to do so all the days of your life and for those of you who have not trusted in Christ, for those of you who are still trying to go your own way, live in your own independence and autonomy, still trying to earn your way to God, I pray that you would hear God calling you this morning by name. Calling you to trust, not in yourself, not in your intelligence, not in your work, not in your status, not in your family, not in your stuff, but that you would trust in the name of Christ, the only one who can purchase your adoption. And that this morning, as you watch them go down into the water and you, you think about the death and resurrection of Jesus, that you would place your faith in him, that you would give up your life to him and commit yourself to him, knowing that he will be faithful to you and not let you down. Trust Christ this morning. He came for you. Before we go up and get into the water, I want to have our brothers and sister come up and share with us how Jesus has changed their life. Come on up, Peter, and come stand right over here, buddy. And then I want to pray for them. And then, Seth, if you want to come up, or I don't know if the whole team's going to come up, and you guys can kind of jam while we go back there. Get some music going so it's not awkward in the in-between. We were joking about this morning about, think about how many baptisms have taken place throughout history all over the world. Think about like how many baptism debacles there's been. Somebody like trips on a rock in the Jordan River and like hits their head. We hope that that doesn't happen this morning. Seth's home church. Uh, you guys can come up. Just while you're coming up, I'll tell another funny story. Seth was telling me before church that at his home church, they accidentally filled the baptismal up with scalding hot water. So they they came in and the, the baptismal was steaming. <laughs> and this old guy had to like take a paddle and stir it for hours to cool it down. 
So our, our baptismal, I think, is mild. It's good. Okay. Thank you guys for coming up here. Um, might need to bring it down just a little bit. Thank you. So, guys. Hey, Peter. How you doing? You're doing great. Um, I'd love for you just to share so that they can hear it in your own words. Uh, how you came to know Jesus and what he's done in your life. Can you share that? You guys good to share that? You want to start? Come on, man. Lead it off. How I got to know Jesus is that my parents taught me. Amen. And how has Jesus changed your life? He died on the cross for me. Amen. You believe that? Yes. Phoebe, same question to you. Yeah, share, share whatever is on your heart. Um, I was exposed to Jesus when I was younger, but I came to know him through in middle school through the ministry of Young Life. Um, but for some people, you know, their relationship with him is like a quick overnight change, but for me it's been like a steady growth um, since. Um, Significantly, I feel like in college, I decided to become a student leader with Young Life in college. I lived like in community with other believers, and I feel like that independence helped me grow in my relationship with Christ. And since college, post-grad, I feel um, it's grown, my faith has grown just here at church, um, in my new marriage, and in my job as well. So, yeah. And then I feel like the Lord has just worked in my life, and that um, he relieves me of my fears and anxieties, even though I, I don't always, you know, follow through. It's not always easy. Um, and he also, I just, he pursues me. He loves me. And because of that, I know that I want to pursue people and love people and care for people like he does for me. It's a tough act to follow. Um, Anybody that knows me, I can be an emotional person. It's already starting. Um, my wedding was the same, dude. Um, for me, uh, one thing would have been the easiest, uh, just like a sign or something. And uh, I never, you know. <clears throat> I didn't get that. I had a whole thing ready. I don't think I'm going to get through it. But just uh, Bo coming into my life and <clears throat> wanting to be less about myself and more about my family kind of brought me here. And you guys have all been amazing for me. Um. And it's still a work in progress. And um, I talked to him about my doubts. Stephen helped me a lot. But um, yeah, I just want to be a better person for my son and my family. And I just, I think that's, you know, really what happened. And uh, it's crazy. I can talk in front of 200, 300 middle school kids, but I can't stand up here and talk in front of y'all right now. But I really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully I can be a better person for my son through Jesus and with all your guys' help. Amen. Thanks, guys. 
Hey guys, um, yeah, I'm one of those guys that had a really rough relationship with the church. Um, I, I grew up, my family actually built the church almost exactly like this one back in the 40s and 50s. Um, I spent my whole life, you know, just thinking that I was the center of the universe. You know, um, he kept giving me massive success, and then I would brag, I would, you know, I'd use drugs and drink and just party, and I was the master of the universe, you know. Um, so about a year ago, actually a year ago yesterday, uh, I just remembered uh, last night, I lost everything. Ended up in intensive care for 10 days, almost died. <clears throat> um, I've been going through some health issues over the last few years. and. Out of the blue, I had a doctor's appointment. I just happened to be living in Richmond for the first time in my life. And uh, I met Wayne, Wayne Muma, going to a doctor's appointment. And uh, Wayne invited me to the church. We, we had a good conversation, but you know, I really didn't have much intention of coming. Um, I hadn't been to church in probably 10 years. Um, so anyway, I ended up here, um, you know, weird steps, lived in Tri-Cities my whole life, traveled the world. Uh, ended up in Richmond, met Wayne two weeks later. Two weeks later, I was here. I've been here for a year now. And you guys are genuinely the first church family I've ever had. And uh, you welcomed me. You all helped me. Um, you cared about me more than my own family. You know, so uh, I finally started listening. You know, um, I'm now um, semi-retired, uh, working, studying towards uh, ministry work. I'm going to be helping out a little bit more with the church in the coming months. Um, so yeah, it's transformed my life. I'm changing every day. I can't even try to do anything bad. <laughs> it just doesn't happen, you know. Um, can't get angry. It's really, it makes me so angry I can't get angry. Um, but I love you guys. And uh, Jonathan and Drew and Wayne and Scott, Mike Snow, Denise, Brandon and Melissa. I mean, you guys just love me like nobody ever has. And I'm grateful. Thank you. Love it. Let me, let's, uh, let's pray for them, and then we'll, we'll head up. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Phoebe and Peter and Bill and Lars. And I pray that you would bless them and that you would keep them and that you would make your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them. I pray that you would lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace from this day forth into eternity. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's head up there together.
Yeah, let's stay standing and worship together. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin. On him was laid, here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain, then bursting forth. In glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I stand. I find my strength, I find my hope, I find my help in Christ alone. When fear is when darkness falls, I find my peace in Christ alone. I give my life, I give my all, I sing my song to Christ alone. The King of kings, 
the Lord I love, all heaven sings to Christ alone. Till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I'll stand. sacraments, two sacred practices for the church to engage in week after week, year after year. One is baptism and the other is communion. If baptism is kind of the, the ceremony of entrance into the family, communion is where we sort of renew our vows week after week and, and have God renew his commitment to us as we come to his table and partake of the body and blood of Christ. And so here before us is bread and juice. Um, in a moment, we'll have you come down the middle, grab your bread and the juice, and go to the outside back to your seats. Hang on to it for a moment. Pray. Reflect on what we've seen here this morning. Thank God for his goodness to you. And then I'll come back up, and we'll all take communion together. Um, there's a gluten-free option in the center. And if you would not consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus would encourage you not to come to the communion table as just a rote religious exercise, but to, but to really consider what you've heard this morning and what you've seen. First take of Christ, enter the family, and then come pull up a chair at his table. And then we'll celebrate together another song as we close. So let's take communion and continue to celebrate the gospel together.
Let's join together in a prayer of confession. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus had a meal with his friends. And he took the bread, and after he had blessed it, he broke it and passed it around and said to them, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. way he took the cup and after he had blessed it he poured it out and passed it around and he said to them this is the blood of the new covenant which is shed for the forgiveness of sins take and drink do this in remembrance of me Christ has died Christ is risen and Christ will come again. Let's continue to celebrate that good news with one more song together. Yeah, let's stand and continue to worship. And as you stand, receive this assurance of pardon, being encouraged by God's word over you from Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. It's the word of the Lord. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things, we will say together, we will feast and weep no more. We will not be burned by the fire. He is the Lord our God. We are not consumed by the flood. A bell protected gathered up, we will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored, He has done great things, we will say together, we will feast and we know more. In the dark of night, before the dawn, my soul be not afraid for the promised morning, oh how long. Oh God of Jacob, be my strength, we will feast in the house. 
house of Zion, and we will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things, we will stay together, we will feast and weep no Every vow we broken and betrayed, you are the faithful one, and from the garden to the grave, bind us together, bring shalom, we will feast in the house of Zion, we our hearts restored. He has done great things. We will stay together. We will feast and we know more. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. And weep no more. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above. send us out with a benediction, which is a blessing to receive and a charge to take out into your week from Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him, he predestined us for adoption as sons. Through Jesus Christ and his love. So go this week as those who enjoy the, the blessings and the privileges of, of sonship and daughterhood in the family of God. Knowing that, that your place in his family was secured for you in Christ as something that you can never lose. And one day we will be with him forever in paradise, and on that day we will weep no more together as the family of God. Go in his grace, remembering who you really are this week. In Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Y'all have a great week. We love you. Amen.